This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. On every Friday, Saturday, or Sunday night in the country right now, there's a bride and a groom or or just two humans looking at each other and going, this is, this is the moment we've been waiting for. And they choose that song. And they're literally dancing to your to voice. To my voice. The song that I wrote, it, yeah. It's mind-blowing. What's up, y'all? I'm saying y'all because we are still in Nashville. And today's episode, I have Spencer Crandall here. And I'm so freaking excited. You guys might have heard of him because you have been blowing up on TikTok lately. And I'm just so excited that you came in studio because you're in the middle of a freaking tour right now. Yeah, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Hell yeah. Okay, so you were just explaining to me before this interview started that you were in 12 cities in nine days. Yeah. What the hell? It's, it's been a lot. My my back hurts, but we're, <laughs> we're here. It's been a... Um, crazy couple of weeks where we had some shows on the tour. We did this thing called Live in the Vineyard for um, CMC out in Napa, which was super fun. I'd never been to Napa. Some wine tasting, delicious food. But all that led to, yeah, literally 12 different states in, in I think, nine days. How do you do that? So you do two shows a day almost? Well, there's a lot of, like, driving through or, like, staying in a state. So we'll get done in Chicago, but then you drive to, like, Indianapolis and stay the night, and you wake up there and start driving again. So... Getting through all those states. We did three shows, um, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Went to California, but had a bunch of layovers and stuff. And then had another two shows, North Carolina and Atlanta, then back to Nashville. So oh my gosh. throughout the whole thing, including some, some layovers and stuff. 12, and then 12 where do you go to next? This weekend will be Columbus, Indianapolis, and Detroit. Are you tired? <laughs> kind of, but the, the fun part is like, you know, nobody could do anything for like two years. Right. So it feels so fun to be out there. Even when I get tired, I'm like, well, it's way better than just sitting on TikTok live and like the middle of the pandemic. So I try to remind myself of that feeling. At the same time, though, I feel like that's how, you know, you're, you're blowing up recently is because of TikTok. And how do you think, you know, TikTok has helped transform your music career? Yeah, it's, it's a great question. I mean, I have never felt anything like TikTok. I've been doing it for maybe like seven years. So I was a part of like early Instagram, okay. some Facebook and Twitter stuff. But for the most part, those apps were like reaching your own people. It was really hard to like outkick your coverage, if you will. Absolutely. But TikTok makes it, it's just democratized. It's like, it doesn't matter how many followers you have. So I just got on, I started posting, uh, especially original music stuff and gotten really lucky with a bunch of videos now. And it's kind of, Changed my life. I just hit 100 million streams as a independent artist. Let's go. 100 so. million streams. Okay, well, we have water, but cheers to that. Holy <laughs> Thank you very shit, much. Spencer. Thank you. Thank 100 you. million streams. Yeah. Wow. And do you think you credit that? I mean, obviously, you're talented as mm -hmm. hell, but do you credit a lot of those streams from TikTok? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, um, pre-TikTok, we had some stuff going on, but I think that app fast-tracked my music to my target audience. It, it yeah. changed the game. It's the best marketing tool I've ever used. I got really aggressive with it. I remember um, I was like kind of anti-TikTok at the beginning because I got on the app and I was like, 
this is obviously not for me. This right. Is, uh, let's my, do the dances. Yeah, Come my on. little sister's yeah. like, you should get on there. And I'm like, I'm not a 13-year-old girl who dances in her room. No, thank you. She's like, no, I'm seeing, like, music on there and stuff. So I did, and then and I when was thing. that? This is, like, 2019, maybe the fall. Oh, so you've been on TikTok for a long Got time. Got on a little bit early, and that was really that helpful. Helps. That was very helpful. So I started this thing called the My Person Challenge. I have a song called My Person. Of course. And it's a love song, and so... I'd have people like make these little slideshows of them and their person. And it went from one video to like 100 videos to like now, I don't know, like a quarter of a million videos have been made. And so, you know, randomly I'll get on and people are tagging me and something will be watched like 14 million times. And I didn't even even post it, you know. So that is the power of TikTok. Just random human beings making something. They're doing your marketing for you. Yeah, it's crazy. It's it's amazing. So, And I, I just feel like social media there's so much negativity around it, but for someone like like you and me, mm-hmm. it's really helped, you know, catapult our careers into something even bigger. And the coolest part about it is like, I don't have an agent. You don't, you know, are, are, I don't know if, are you still independent? I'm independent. You're yeah, independent. And you can kind of do anything you want creativity wise with your entire career. Social media is free. It is free it's marketing. Crazy. And look yeah. at, like, you're an exact example of how social media can make you successful. Oh, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's definitely changed my life. And like, like you were saying, I have a lot of friends who have big record label deals and they're spending sometimes millions of dollars to market their music and get it in the right, you know, ears. And what's crazy about the internet is you can spend zero dollars and have millions of people find a song in a day. And so we're living in like this kind of gold rush opportunity. It feels very young still, even though I feel like I got on early. I still feel like it's early for everyone. I completely agree. Are you being approached at all by record labels now from, you know, how successful you've been? Yeah, it's, it's definitely a part of the equation. And I didn't set out to be like, the Macklemore of country music and like have no label or anything. That. Yeah, yes, like that. Yes. It was never the goal. I think I moved to town and I wasn't like a Belmont kid, like Belmont's the college here that's yeah. like very industry heavy. And so I didn't have any of that going on. And I just, the thing that I could always control was the fans. And so right. I was like, okay, well, I'll actually just go find real human beings who like the music. And I think everything else will kind of come around on the back end. I'm definitely interested. I, I feel like I always equate it to marriage. Like, of course I want to be married, but it's just got to be the right fit. And Absolutely. I'm not rushing it. Do you have any, like, I don't want to say hatred, but like a little bit of like, oh, now you want me. Like, okay. Like last year you didn't want me at all. No. And then I, now I it's have, like. I have like empathy. Because right. it, it was all so new and it kind of still is so new. So I think a lot of people, they're a business, right? They, they can only take on so much risk. And so my job is to, the word I always use is undeniable, where like it just is to a point where everyone's like, well, of course it's going to work or it is working. So numbers like 100 million streams help um, the following, the, um, you know, we built like a 30,000 person text list. Oh my gosh. These kinds of things, when you stack them up next to each other, I think are when it gets more and more undeniable. And then the fun part is instead of a label coming along and saying, we're just going to develop you, we get to own 98% of your business, all those things, I get to say, no thanks, I don't need that. I need a couple things. I need big boy radio, I need big boy tour support, and we need you know more than just a little bit of capital. You're learning the along the way what you don't want and what you want yeah. to. It's literally a I'm, relationship. I'm in a really great position. So I I feel really lucky, honestly. Do you have any help though? Like who is doing the text list? Is it all you? The social media stuff is all me. Yeah. I have an amazing manager. His name's Jeff Cherry. Shout out Jeff. 
we also have a day-to-day Morgan, who we just added on our team. Right. Um, but yeah, it's just us. It's a small ragtag team. And, and I think that is the power of the internet, is you don't need hundreds of human beings running around. I think why I uh, feel confident on the internet is because I learned how to do it. Right. So it's not like I'm having a team of people like on a daily basis, I'm failing and learning. So it kind of makes me confident when I'm going to post or I have a new single coming out of what Hell to yeah. do. So in my, in quotes, world, I recently became a model, but I'm not a model. I don't have an agent. And so for me, it, it's like a very weird stigma that I don't have an agent. So I, I'm not, you know, that I can't be that high level. Mm. Is there any stigma around you not having, you know, that the record label? Is there any stigma around like those artists in Nashville that are like, oh, I'm signed to like big machine or whatever versus like independent. Is there any of that weirdness? Yeah, I I think it's the industry really wants to um, protect what it's built, which is this like club of people helping each other out and favors and politics and sometimes nepotism, like whatever, all that exists. Um, So we lose that on opportunities when, you know, so-and-so is going on tour. Obviously, they're going to take the other person signing the same label. But... Again, that word undeniable, if you keep kind of chasing that and the real fans, I think that can trump some of the other stuff eventually where it kind of flips. So I think people are are just really um, cautious with all the TikTok stuff because we've also seen some things flash in the pan and go away, which I think is always real. And that's in any genre, in movies and Absolutely. actors, models, singing. So it's it's a very natural part of something new. But I think uh, I think the internet as a whole, is very here to stay. And so I feel very confident in my ability to like push music and find fans. And, and that's just fun for me because it's it's a control thing. I get to Yeah, and you feel, you're so good at social media already. And I think the whole thing about being, in quotes, an influencer and, you know, being good at social media is evolving mm-hmm. with social media. And like, I feel like you are a great example of that too, of like, you have to evolve to everything, like the trends that are happening at the moment and <laughs> yeah. keep up with everything going viral. And you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm constantly, sometimes I feel like I'm just sitting there watching TikTok, but my brain is kind of like taking stuff in, Same. which, you know what I mean? Like you're, you're almost doing this off. little research. You're never turned you're never off. never fully off. And it yeah. kind of sucks because you just want to like enjoy TikTok or enjoy Instagram or social mm-hmm. media and you can't ever really turn that off if yeah. you're... Oh, yeah. Doing social media as a business, uh-huh. which is hard. <laughs> you know exactly yeah, what that is. No, yeah, literally exactly. Does it ever, not, I wouldn't say the word annoy you, but it, does it ever kind of annoy you that it's like, oh my gosh, you're doing so well recently, you're, you're, you're so successful recently, and then it's like, it, you, people think it just was like almost like overnight success when mm. you've been working on it for so many years and like, you know, like when, when you've been working on something for so long and then it just finally like, bl- like takes off. Is that mm-hmm. a weird feeling? It is a weird feeling. I mean, uh, like I said, like I'm, I'm basically seven years in at this point. So for me, it feels like a long time to, right. to a lot of people. They just found me in the last year or two. So they're like, oh, you're up and coming. And to me, I'm like, I've been doing this forever. I know. You know, like, <laughs> but um, I, I have empathy for those people. Like they are just seeing me or they're just hearing me on like, the highway or the radio or whatever for the first time. So, so exciting, by the way. Thank you so much. The Thank highway. You. I no feel wild. like right when you were on the, not that I'm a fucking country singer or anything, but when you're on the highway, <laughs> you made it. You know you made it. It's a big right. part of that. I didn't even realize like how much that would um, change everything. Being on the highway has definitely like, it's upped everything. And, and even at shows, I, I can just feel when I sing my person, there's just this different thing that happens where I can be like, 
you know, it's like number nine on the countdown this week. So people just freak out just when you say that, you know, like it's a, and it, even like it was streaming like crazy, but then all of a sudden I'll have kids from my high school being like, I heard it on the radio. It just flips something over, you know, which yeah. is great. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I, that song and made like give me chills every well, so freaking time I listen to it. <laughs> I want to hear a little bit more on how you got started too, because I think it's really cool. A lot of people might not know this, that you were a college football player. Mm-hmm. You were on a scholarship and you played in college. Mm-hmm. So cool. And how you really transitioned from being a football player to a country music singer. Because yeah. you're from Colorado, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah, from Denver. Which, you know, Denver, I mean, they don't produce a lot of country music singers. They produce pretty much none. It's none. like Ingrid Andrus, who's crushing. There's a girl named uh, Claire Dunn. Oh, I know her. And... You. <laughs> and yeah, that's pretty Literally, much it. <laughs> yeah. So tell me a little bit about that transition from football to music. I didn't do music growing up. I was, I was not the kid um, who could play a bunch of instruments or anything. So I went to college. Football was my life. I thought that was my end-all, be-all. Turns out I'm too short and slow and all those things. But I learned that <laughs> when I got there. And I had two really big uh, shoulder surgeries okay. that doctors were just like, please stop. Like, if you want to throw the ball to your kid or do a push-up as an adult... Please stop playing sports. So I was like, okay. I didn't, you know, that was my identity, which was really scary because I remember going to parties and like people be like, what do you do? And I, I wouldn't even say my major. I'm like, oh, I'm a football player. Like, that's just who I was. So I felt like I just needed a new identity. And I asked myself what I liked. I love music. I kind of knew that I could sing a little bit, but I never like tested that out. So I just started posting like, um, little covers. I learned, I picked up a little Walmart guitar that I stole from my How little brother. How old are you at this age? 19. 19. Mm-hmm. Which I feel like is really late when you're getting into, Super it's not late. obviously at all. If it's I'm not looking ne- back. Looking back. Correct. It's so early, but in terms of like becoming a musician and a famous artist, it's like, wow, usually you start at like seven years old. You know, you hear those mm-hmm. stories all the time. So it's like, I feel like that's just so inspiring. I really had to like start from the ground up. I didn't, I didn't know how to play the guitar. I had never written a song. And I had sang in church until I was like 10. And then my voice changed. And I was like, okay, well, I can't sing anymore. And like <laughs> puberty smacked me in the face. I was like, all right, great. That's not for me. So yeah, it's been a lot of work and a lot of like uh, failure, if I'm being honest. Like just you write hundreds and hundreds of songs and then yeah. you basically throw them away. And it's just the process of learning to do that. So I did that in my dorm room for a year, two, three, and got up to like, you know, like 100K on Instagram. Oh my gosh. And, and people would say, are you in town? And I would go, I, I, what's in town? Like, I'm in a town. Yeah. Like, no, are you in Nashville? So I said, no. And so I started taking trips. And I came out here in January 2016. And I took a trip every month for like eight months. And just one meeting led to one meeting led to one meeting kind of thing. And I met so many of my best friends, my co-writers, my collaborators. Oh. And, uh, and my manager and I have worked together from the start, from the dorm room. So that's, it's so fun to do all this together because he's yeah. seen from the super shitty first songs we ever wrote oh to my like being on the radio together. That's such a fun you know, thing awesome. to go through. So all that together is like really surreal. Like I, the other day I was at a show and, you know, there's, it's sold out. There's human beings singing my songs back to me. And I just had this little flash of literally learning a chord in my dorm room, like for the first time. You're gonna like, be crying. <laughs> like this is crazy, you know, this this like progression. So to like it take feels it all really in. Good. Yeah. Like, breathe and be like trying to. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Like this is crazy. And like knowing that it's only gonna get bigger is like terrifying, but amazing at the same time. Yeah. It, it, for some reason the goal has just always been to play a football stadium. 
Hell like, yeah. I, I went and saw Kenny Chesney growing up, and I would go to those shows. Every person you ever met somehow was at the show, and it was like the best night of everyone's summer. And I just remember being like, that is like the most fun thing in the world. So when I got into music, I just, maybe it's my extreme personality and addictive nature, but I was like, I just want to do it to the nth degree. So what does that mean? It's a football stadium. So. I feel like whatever you do, and if you believe in yourself, you kind of have to have that thought too. Because yeah. no one's going to believe in yourself more than you. And if you don't 100%. dream big enough like that, it's like, okay, then what's the whole point? Like you have to be able to set a goal as well when you're getting into something. And I think obviously it's a very attainable goal for you. I don't Thanks. think it's too far off of where you are right now. But I also want to go back to football to music. Yeah. Because it's a very different transition and like of like what you're doing. Did you get any haters at all? And like people being like, what the fuck are you doing now? Like, and so confused. Oh yeah. People, uh, I had a couple, like some friends that kind of ended up not being friends, but, and also some just really good friends would always tease that they'd call me Troy Bolton, like from High School Musical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because they're like, oh, like captain of the football team, tries to start a singing career like super randomly. And it, they weren't wrong. I think, um, it is kind of funny when you first start because eventually you just have to start saying, oh, I'm a country music artist. And like the first two months you feel like a fraud. You have... Imposter syndrome. It's 100%. And it yeah. really doesn't go away for a long time. You know, even now, sometimes I'm doing stuff and I'm like, Am I? What, have I earned any of this <laughs> or whatever? So, um, but a lot of it's just having the confidence and saying, I am okay dying on the sword. It's what I'm passionate about. It's what I love. So I'm going to go for it. And... It is a weird transition. It's a lot of failing like in public. And so I think I kind of just put my head down and didn't care about what anybody thought except for myself for like two years. You can't really yeah. care about other people's opinions because I think that's when people give up the most yeah. oh, is 100%. when you've been doing something for so many years and you don't see anything and people are talking about you. And it's like, wait, should I really be doing this? And you're questioning yourself. If you just keep going and you know that you're meant to do that and you're passionate about it, I feel like when you put in that patience and the persistence, it can like really, really take off. And obviously that's, I mean, you're again, a perfect example of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. Yeah, it, it is a lot of patience and persistence and so many no's. I mean, I have met yeah. with a lot of record labels in town when I first moved to town or like when we first took trips and it was just like, no, and we don't really get it. So it's fun to like, and they weren't wrong. I think that's the tough part is you almost know like, shit, like, yeah. I don't think I'm there either. So then to go and like prove yourself to yourself is really satisfying. And right. to like have a hunch about TikTok and then for it to work, to have a hunch about which songs to pick and for those things to work. It's very, it's very gratifying on this side when, you know, people are calling you Troy Bolton to now those people asking you, hey, do you have any spare tickets? For <laughs> oh my God, that's amazing. <laughs> that's, that's the flip. So <laughs> it's, it's fun and, yeah. and they get, you know. Yeah. They get to live with that, and I get to yeah, live with what I'm doing. exactly. Okay, now going to your songwriting, mm -hmm. Made and My Person specifically. Did you write them about someone? Yeah, well, My Person for sure. Oh. Made more about, like, um, what I want, what I'm working towards, what I've seen, what I... Um, like, my parents have been together for 35 years, which is incredible, and they're, like, still in love and kicking it and been through hell and back in a lot of ways with tons of things in my family. And I've just watched them battle and choose each other over and over and over. So that's an, an amazing example. I have a couple friend couples who are like either slightly younger than me, my age or older, who are kind of a good example for Made. And then I think 
made as my almost like a a love letter to myself and my future person of like this is what it will take. Right. And I've had failed relationships because I or them or both of us didn't work hard enough at it or totally. or like choose it. And yeah. I think I was a little frustrated by that. So I think it's like almost a song to my future self of like, this is what it's going to take. It's almost more like the prequel to my person yeah. of like, if you can get through made, if you can get through the 2 a.m. fights and the crazy shit that life throws at you, then there's the fairy tale moment of right. the first dance and saying you're my person. So. And the realisticness of being in love as well. You know, it's not yeah. always rainbows and butterflies and everything you see on social media. Like it is those like fights and having to compromise and everything. You oh, know? Yeah. That's why and I love it so much. That's why post my person, I knew I couldn't just put out another like, you're the best, this is awesome <laughs> kind of song. I wanted to like kind of tell people what it, it really is, at least in my opinion, which is ton of fucking hard work yeah. and, and working it out and um, it's not sexy and fun. Usually made the song in a movie is like the montage where it's like two minutes of like, yeah. and they had some rough times and yeah. now we're here. Yeah, you know, yeah, like we yeah. don't want to, we just want to skip that part. Right. But when you are like one of the lyrics is like forged in the same fire, that creates this like bond because you've been through so much crazy shit. So I think that is kind of what leads you to finding your person for realsies. And when you wrote My Person, you guys are no longer together, I, mm -hmm. I take it. Correct. Okay, so is it weird to sing a song about your ex? It's so funny, like, that song has almost transcended... First of all, I still love that person. Like, we're... Um, right. We have absolutely no bad blood, and, like, we're so grateful for everything we've been through together. So it doesn't make me sad, because it's not like I... It's somebody I have, like, some toxic relationship with or that I don't like. Totally. Um, it's more that just... It makes me happy because I lived it, and it makes me happy. Now that song is so much bigger than my own experience. It is, like we were um, talking on the elevator right up here that um, me and Emily know the same person, and um, I sang his proposal here in Nashville, of, and I sang my person. That's what I think about when I sing that song is like the My Person Challenge on TikTok having hundreds of thousands of people using that song as the soundtrack to their love story. And so that to me, like it's my first song on the radio for real. It's like all these things. So right. that's kind of what comes to my mind before I necessarily think of like, this is about my ex-girlfriend. Totally, totally. <laughs> it, how impactful it was. And like, it's like Correct. people's first dance as well at their wedding, it, which is so crazy. Last by night the way. I literally posted something like, and it just weirds me out in a great way. Like that on every Friday, Saturday or Sunday night in the country right now, there's a bride and a groom or or just two humans looking at each other and going, this is, this is the moment we've been waiting for. And they choose that song. And they're literally dancing to your to voice. To my voice. The song that I wrote, it, yeah. It, it's mind-blowing. It's, it's very mind It's really <laughs> mind-blowing if you think about how much of an impact one song can have. And yeah. I feel like, you know how you date people for a reason? Yeah. Oh, and yeah. it's like almost like I don't know anything about you know your relationship, but it's like it, something amazing came out of it. Like this song which, you know, really helped you with your music career, mm -hmm. came out of it, which is incredible. I don't know if everything happens for a reason, but I do think we can find meaning or reason in anything. And I definitely feel like I found, you know, why all that had to happen the way that it did. And just feel super lucky and grateful for that human being in my life. I feel lucky and grateful that 
that song came about, when it did, right yeah. as TikTok came around. Like, I feel like I'm in a simulation a lot of times. Yeah. So I, <laughs> yeah. I feel very lucky. Yeah, that's, yeah awesome. that's amazing. And so because you're touring so much, I feel like you're focusing so much on your, like, your music career and growing. Mm -hmm. Are you dating at the moment? I got asked this yesterday. I played golf with a buddy, and he's like, what's the girl situation? And I literally just was like, I forgot that it existed. I was like, oh, I yeah. love that. Oh, yeah, people do that. Like, people actually, you know, I, I'll be on a dating app. I'll talk to somebody for a day or two, and it has nothing to do with them. It's just like I'm always, you know, I, I just won't respond because I'm sound checking, then going to VIP, then Too going much. to another venue, sleeping in the van, doing all this stuff. Oh. So it's a lot. I think right now, speaking of seasons, this is a season of, like, buckling down and trying to really hop up to that next level and kind of, because I think this is almost like the hardest level to get through, which is like really breaking out and having a, a moment. So we're doing that. And I, I think hopefully all of that will come on the other side of the current okay, stuff that we're doing. Okay, okay. So if you're, you know, kind of forgetting about that right now, what is your inspiration for some songwriting at the moment? Yeah, I mean, that's a great question. <laughs> Luckily, I wrote so much of the love stuff that's going to be on this next project, like Yay. in the last year or two. And it just happens like that I just have kept loving it. Yeah. Like over these last years. So it's good because it is coming from a real place. Right. Uh, a lot of the breakup stuff came over the last year or two as well. So um, this is the first break that I've taken from songwriting in seven years. I've never taken You kind of need that though off. for like, a, not that I know it. Oh, are, are I you kidding needed me? Like, it. Yeah. It's like, it's like you yeah. can get in a rut with like, I don't know, I'm just relating it to what I do. Like in mm -hmm. a rut. And when you take a break from something, you come back 10 times stronger. I can't wait for the first time. I can't wait to write a song. I can't wait for January and February and like we'll be in the studio. And I, I got a little burnt um, right before Made came out. I was just making TikToks and writing songs. And I felt like I felt like that was my entire life. Yeah. Which just isn't sustainable. And so I needed, the joy out of it. yeah, I needed the tour is awesome because it's kind of shaken me up. It's gotten me out of my routine. It's gotten me, you know, meeting the human beings who have changed my life, which is the most fun thing ever. And I get to like creatively take a little break. The holidays will be awesome. Like it goes nice. birthday, Christmas. I'm going to Costa Rica with my family, which nice. will be amazing. So all that, I'll come back and like kind of feel on fire to write songs again. I'm excited. Amazing. Do you have like any sense of routine when you are on tour as well? Uh, one question that I love to ask every single guest is like about their morning routine and mm. their sense of routine because I feel like that like creating a habit helps yeah. your mental health. And, um, you know, 12 states in nine days, it's, <laughs> it's hard to have a little bit of a routine. So do you do anything every day that, like, kind of centers you or makes you feel like, okay, I feel like myself right now? Yeah, I, I do a couple things. Like, um, I think it was this time last year, I got this thing called the five-minute journal. Yes. Which has, like, been really helpful yes. to my mental health. It's, like, a little gratitude list, what you want to accomplish that day. Just kind of, like, primes my brain a little bit yeah. in the morning. I'll do that, try to do that every day. Try to work out, even on the road, like shitty hotel gyms or whatever. Sometimes I'm literally, my manager will like be asleep. I'm in the corner like doing jumping jacks because I just have to get it in. It's very like helpful to my mental health. Um, but routine wise, like it is very hard to find, especially the stage I'm at. Like we're not on this massive tour bus, like just where, you know, Zach Brown Band has a semi truck of gym equipment. So that guy just pulls a Planet Fitness with him around the country. Right. That's amazing. We are, you know, I try to keep like a kettlebell and some bands in the van. Oh so my that's gosh. that's the routine at least. And is it now. just you three in the van? Right now it's me, Morgan, Jeff, and then we have uh, three players. So yeah, six of us. On oh my gosh. Ragtag and group. you have to set up 
your yeah. Oh, yeah. oh my god. I mean, right now, like this is the stage where people from back home either think one, like they'll be like, How's the music going? Like, are you still doing that? Or they think I'm Keith Urban and they're all wrong. People probably like glamorize it on Instagram or on social media as well. But mm -hmm. I almost think like it sounds really crazy. It's gonna be so amazing having your own crew and like, you know, that sets up wherever yeah. you go oh, having yeah. a gym. But you're you're also gonna miss these moments where it's like, oh my gosh, I literally grinded so hard and like how everything is so worth it. I feel I think like when you look back on this as well, it's gonna be like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah, I that think was so. Awesome. I, I think I can already feel it right now where like the tour, we're a little bit more than halfway done. And I think at the end of it, I'll be like, oh, that was one of the most special moments of my life where like it was pre, you know, buses and number mm -hmm. ones or whatever the big dreams are. And there's something special in that. There's something special yeah. in that, like in the grind. You, you feel that in football too, where like you'll kind of have the training camp and then the preseason and the season. When you're over, you're like, man, I missed the like yeah. two days. I missed the like running till you puke. And it sounds crazy, but it's, it's part of the story. So and it's I think all, we all, all about enjoying the ride. I know that sounds so cliche, no, but it it's is. so true. It's it, all about and, the journey. And I think the happier I am is the more that I realize it's not about playing the stadium. It's about enjoying the process, trying to get to the stadium. And if I can love the day-to-day, -day, if I can love the songwriting, if I can love waking up at six and fucking around with the guys in the van and stopping at random coffee shops, and even the bad shows and the good shows, everything in between, whether or not I play the stadium, becomes irrelevant. And that moment will be so fast. Like, it'll be an hour, and I'll be like, oh, I don't feel any different. Like, I'm still yeah. Spencer. But if I have a lifetime worth of memories to get there, it'll all be worth it. So You have a very point. positive outlook on life. I really, really enjoy it. Thank it's you. really refreshing. Thank you very much. And on that note, actually, we have this segment called Mood Boosting Mantra, Ooh. where it's like you say like a mantra, a quote, a motto that kind of rings true to you. And mm. either where you got to today or anything that just like motivates you to wake up every single morning. Create things I love with people I love. And if okay. I'm doing that then I seem to be pretty happy. I, love I just love that. creating and I love humans. And so, again, that, that is not saying win awards. That's not saying stream. That's not saying radio. That's just create things I love with people I love. And I think the more I do that, the more it will just attract the right things, the right people, and keeps me pretty happy. I really love that because so many of the times, like, we're like, I want to win this. I want to do that. And it's like, at the end of the day, those accomplishments actually won't make us as happy as, you know, oh. What, what am I trying to say? Like the activity of doing it. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the the accolades really mean nothing when you, mm -hmm. it sounds so morbid, when you die. You no, know? I, for real, like, and this, it'll sound morbid, but give me a second. I was just at a funeral or like a celebration of life. Nobody said this person's accolades. Nobody said, they were like, great mom, great teacher. And I loved my time with this person. They were funny. Like, that's how you are remembered. And I don't think any of us, you know, on our headstone, it's going to be like X amount of streams. Streams, like, exactly. No yes. one gives a Played shit. in a yeah. stadium. <laughs> How did you make people feel? Did yeah. you really enjoy the process? That's, I love the, that. that's the important stuff. You know? I love that. Okay, now I have a segment for you. <laughs> You're going to really laugh at me so hard. But um, let me just pull up my notes. It's kind of like a little rapid fire of Get to Know Spencer. Let's do it. And because your songs are very, like, love-related... Yep. It's kind of like a love Q&A. Oh, let's do it. Q &A. It's great. First one, you can also say these very fast or okay, elaborate. Perfect. Here when was your first kiss? You know, certain people are like, 
nothing pre like high school count. Some people are like, no, like my first kiss is like third grade. I'm gonna say I'm like around 12, which I think you're kind of at that stage where like you can actually make a conscious decision, like, oh, I'd like to kiss this human being. Kayla's wifeful on the playground, and I remember being like, do you wanna be my girlfriend? She's like, yeah. I was like, cool, should we kiss? She's like, yeah. Think that's like, what you're supposed to do. Quick peck. And we're like, all right, I'll see ya. And so funny. And like talked like once a week for Literally like a month. On AIM, maybe. Exactly. Yeah. I think I had like three boyfriends in middle school, didn't even hold their hands. No. And like, they're like, yeah, my bo- I love you so much, boyfriend. IOI, what are you <laughs> yeah. doing? Let's play 20 questions, like yeah. all the tropes. Yeah, I love definitely it. Dollars. I love it. Okay, romantically, what are you looking for? Um, Man, that's a great question. I, I usually go to like someone who can make me laugh. I love just sense of humor and messing around and not taking life super seriously. Just kind of like a best friend, you know, that's the goal. That. I really love that. Do you believe in love at first sight? No, <laughs> I don't <laughs> at all. I think like infatuation at first sight is yeah. super real. I like that. To like love somebody is to really like, hopefully is to like know them deeply, so. What celebrity would you want to take on a date? Can it, they hypothetically break up with their significant other? Yes, oh, yes, yes, we're not talking okay. like okay. that, yeah. Okay. Assuming that they're single, I'm gonna go with Taylor Swift. Like, mm-hmm. she she just seems like an incredible human being. Even if, like, it didn't work out, I just want to go have dinner with her. And she's so cool. She's so smart, too. Oh. She's brilliant. Don't so get creative. me started on my Taylor Swift fandom. We oh, can go. Well, coming out this week, the album. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Favorite emoji to use when flirting? I usually do the, um, he's, like, smiling. He's got, like, a little bead of sweat. He's kind of, like, it's kind of like this, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I love that, like, yeah. kind of cringy. Like, did I say yeah. the right thing? Yeah. Biggest that. turn on. Um, I'm gonna go with, um, like, again, funny. Like, somebody who genuinely makes me laugh. Yeah, good banter. Mm-hmm. And then, last banter. question, biggest turn off? Maybe, like, just general rudeness. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever been on a date with somebody and they're like, oh, this waiter sucks. Or they're, like, mean to the waiter. And it's yeah, like, it's like whoa, who whoa, the whoa, hell whoa. do you think you are? Yeah. It's so weird. Yelling at people in traffic or, like, I was on a date with this girl. It was going pretty well. And then she answered the phone. And it was her mom. She's like, what the fuck do you want? I was like, oh, my God. Oh, oh. Why would she do that? I don't know. It just seemed like a lot. It's very aggressive. Oh, so my probably God. Just, just some general, like, rudeness. Even if, like, you are like that to your mom, because I'm not saying I'm that rude to my mom, but, like, sometimes I'm like, no, I, I don't want that right. Or, like, I'm sure. a little bit aggressive or sassy. I would never do that <laughs> in the first two months of dating someone. No, definitely like, not. Definitely uh, not the first two hours. Uh, definitely not. That's a very big red flag right there. <laughs> I think so. Well, Spencer, where can everyone find you? You know, just on the internet, at Spencer Crandall, at Spencer Boo on Twitter. I made it when I was 14. Um, at Spencer Crandall on all the things. Okay, amazing. And what do you have coming up next? We have, um, I just put out a new single called Made, so everybody can go check that out. So good. Thank you very much. And then uh, hopefully... Couple more singles at the top of the year, and then a project that I can't actually necessarily talk about a ton, but just know there is a ton of new music, some really fun touring opportunities. And uh, I have a podcast called Why Are We Here, uh, where we just have a lot more of these awesome conversations. To end this show, yesterday I had other country artists, and when I have country artists on, we're just gonna do a little outro of like a little harmonization. Oh. And I'm I'm really bad. So we're just gonna, it's just funny. Great. Way to end it. What would you like to sing? Oh, you. Oh, gosh. My person. 
That yeah, let's do that. <laughs> right? All right. I don't let's know. pick a key that you, we can sing it. You sing first. What are you gonna sing? What are we gonna sing? Oh gosh, I'm nervous. What is I'm like sweating. the title of this? Let's. Just... I don't know anything. I'm making this up. Okay. Um. I cannot sing "Made." By the way, it's way too hard. Oh, I can barely sing "Made." <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> it, thank God it's the last uh, the last song in the set. Let's see. Um, let's just keep it super simple, like just a little goodbye from Nashville or something like this. Okay, like goodbye from Nashville. Perfect. Okay, ready? ready? Is that the key? Yeah. <laughs> goodbye from Nashville. Ready? <laughs> hey. Ready? Okay, I'm gonna follow you. I'm gonna do a little okay. falsetto, and I'll just sit on top. Ready? Okay, ready? <clears throat> Five, six, seven, eight. Goodbye <laughs> from Nashville. <laughs> Thank you. You're the best. Of course. <laughs>